Welcome to the Blacklist, episode two, season four, Mato. Today, Mr. Mr. Kaplan gets capped. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You could read my mind. I feel like I'm walking through the forest. Do you have an acre not a good, If I ever hear this song playing in the background, I know. No, I know. I know it's all coming to an end Something real terrible fast. is about to happen. Well, <laughs> real bad. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show, uh, episode two, as I mentioned. Um, season four, the, uh, the the sad song, the oh, sad uh, voice of Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. Narrating the wackification of Kaplan, although yeah. she didn't stay all that wackified. The wackification. Uh, sure well, we can talk about that. I don't know. I think you know. There's there's, there's ways to interpret that. Uh, hey guys, thank you for joining us for on the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. We have for the first time in in months a full panel. All three of us are together again. Here we are. The band is back together. Better, better. Back together again. Two Hi, of us. Boys. Two of us are looking good. Wow. One of us is I'm Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you you can interpret that however you'd like to interpret that. <laughs> Uh, Wait, so uh, I still get to be pretty, right? Yes, okay. you're, you're always so pretty. So that's fine. Uh, Talk I'm, about I'm Joe Braswell. Fight, I'm, jo- fight for it. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Julia Carely. It's Hi, everybody. I'm so it's, happy to be back. It's built in. You're the and lovely Julia Carely. I am the loveliest. I'm joined, as always. Well, not always, always, but by this time, by, the, by my man, Joe Samplobo. It's nice to be here with you guys. How you doing, Joe? I'm living the dream, man. Man, you, you, you made it back. I did. <laughs> I promised everyone you'd come back. Yeah. No one believed I, I, me. Well, and then there was a pretty strong twisting of the arm that went on. No. Uh, no. No, I couldn't wait. Teams of horses couldn't keep me away. Right. <laughs> Anyway, we're all here. Uh, Burbank. they got a lot of horses in Burbank. I apologize for being a little late, guys. Uh, well, we apologize. Thank you guys for joining us um, who are streaming live right now. Uh, Joseph Ortiz and uh, my, my person from India whose name I can't pronounce, Asalaganuga Saha. Oh, that must be really close. That's close. I doubt it. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Watson <laughs> Keen. Watson Keen and, uh, and uh, Joseph and the gang, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you all. Um, and that's all I got. So what the, you know, stuff happened this episode. Stuff certainly did happen this yeah, episode. Yeah, oh, look at that. Yeah, I should probably not have my credit card. <laughs> Maybe not. Let's put Check that Check this around. number. Jesus. Kidding, that's what I'm like. <laughs> Sorry, if you're watching on YouTube, you can charge it all. I was going to say there are dozens of dollars available. My <laughs> credit card's out. It's on the internet. That's what you do, right? Just let you hold it out. <laughs> And you broadcast on the internet. There are literally tens of dollars available on this <laughs> i tell you what, you guys will get so far. <laughs> with my That's a fill up account. the tank on his face. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on iTunes and listening and, and checking us out on YouTube. And today we have a great show today because we'll talk about what happened to poor Mr. Kaplan. We'll talk about mm-hmm. Lizzie and her maybe realization that, that she is actually Masha. We'll talk about her living that Russian fairy tale, mm-hmm. a, la Anna, a, a la Anastasia. In the Summer Palace. The jewels. The jewels were in the corset. The jewels were in the goddamn corset. Uh, I mean, I thought about Not you. Not my finest prediction, guys, uh, but at least I went out on a limb. We'll talk about mm, Constantine Rostov and you. all strong. that stuff. But we also, later on, will be joined by, uh, by Jody Walker. Walker. Um, and if the, for those I mentioned, I made a tease this last week. For those of you who don't know, if you don't know, you should. Jody um, writes a wonderful column um, in, on for Entertainment Weekly online, and she recaps the blacklist for Entertainment Weekly. Uh, it is a very good read and very funny. I know a lot of you read it already. Um, if you don't, you should check it out. But she's going to be joining us to give her thoughts on, and hopefully she'll join us regularly if we don't scare her off. Joe, be in your best behavior. Come on, flip. I didn't this do is, anything. This is a it's the trial run. Yet. 
for Jody. I, I read Jody Walker's thing every week. She's her... calling in from the mean streets of New York. Mm. Anyway, so Jody will, jo- will be joining us later. Uh, so listen, episode two, we got some action here. We yeah, got we do. so lots to discuss. So, well, I mean, just general thoughts in the episode from you, Julia. I actually loved this episode. We talked last week a little bit about the not much happened last week, but the emotional stakes were definitely raised, and I think that they doubled down on that in this episode. Um, there were a lot of touching moments. There were some sad moments. There were some memories coming back, and of course, Mr. Kaplan just like ruled the episode. Every time that camera was on her face, and any time she had a line, I was riveted. Right. And uh, I love her, and I'm I'm praying she's not gone. I think that was almost, I mean, you know, not to be, I'm such a blacklist homer, but that was almost Emmy-esque. There's some really good, you know, Red gets a lot of the good monologues, obviously. Yeah. And, and, um, but that was some really good stuff she had there, especially the bit, especially the paradoxical bit about, look, you know, she mentioned it twice, but look, man, I'm just doing what you told me to do. Like, you, you put a baby Liz in my arm and said, mm-hmm. protect her no matter what. And that's all I've ever done for you. And you know, we've always been invested. Mother ever. <laughs> Mother ever. <laughs> we have always been extremely invested in her from the moment that she that she came into our lives on the blacklist. But this time, we get a little little personal touches, a little bit of backstory, which just like enriched the character yeah, even yeah. more for me. Yeah, uh, Flippy Dippy, what did you think about the show? Uh, I want to talk about later on. I want to talk about uh, hero calculus because I oh, feel boy. like, and I don't know if this is the actual term. I'm sure that there's some someone more intelligent than me has come up with a better term. But I hero feel, calculus. I feel like I this. Sh- I, I can't figure out why this show is bugging me lately, and I think it's the hero calculus. I feel, but I, I, I think I want to get into that later on. I think there's I far would too love many. Love to hear about the hero. The, I'm the so jokes excited. Hero <laughs> don't you roll your I'm not rolling your eyes. No, I, I can I, hear I, it in your voice. I genuinely want to hear the hero calculus. Oh, theory. whatever. Okay, uh, but I, I agree with you. I love Kaplan. I love Mr. Kaplan in this episode. I love that. I, I love that. You know, she gets to this place because she's been so quiet for the majority of the season and the series. I'm sorry, and it's worked. It's worked like gangbusters. Yeah. But now right. it's come to this place where all this stuff is completely earned. All the monologues are earned. All the looks earned, right. and and um, and everything she did because we knew the stakes were so high for her because we knew that he had to kill her or or you know do something dramatic. Yeah. So all this everything she did was huge. Just standing up out of that car. Sure. Did she stand up on purpose? Did to did to let to let Motto know? I mean, it, every little thing that she could have done was was uh, it amplified, which was so great. It was it was neat. Yeah, a uh, good episode. I mean, we we, we kind of picked up where we left off. You know, sort of like in the air with the seaplane. I think you know seaplanes are, are are very underrated. If you ask me, I, I, I love a good seaplane. It reminds me of it reminds me of action. Ever since uh, it reminds Red, you of like what? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ever since yeah. you know, yeah, oh, yeah. It's nice a it's a good spin. yeah and tailspin. Yes, action. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the tailspin. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I love a good seaplane. Um, so you know, um, you know, they're 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 off. They're doing their thing in the plane. Uh, Lizzie uses her FBI skills and makes a move. She sure does. Uh, pulls what a, a kind, of, kind of a bold move, by the way. Kind of a stupid. move. I don't know that. I don't know Lizzie's a pilot, but you know, obviously she ain't. <laughs> Clearly. But she shoots the she shoots the pilot. Very intelligent move. Shoots the pilot who did nothing. Probably yeah. got hired for the day. Didn't yeah. do a damn thing but show up for work. Uh-huh. She, uh huh. Kissed his baby goodbye. Told his wife he loved her. Went and flew the plane for the for the nice uh, I don't know American Russian guy who paid him in cash. Right. And then halfway through he gets shot. Well, tough that's racket. it. Tough racket. Tough racket. So, that uh, flying airplanes thing. They do go down and uh, and, and what looks like a cry in the open. By the way, in the open, mm-hmm. it looks like I mean she's no Sully Sullenberger. That thing looked like. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think she was gonna make it, but you know, from the from the cockpit view, it didn't look good. 
No. But then we, we cut to we the... might have been set up on the cockpit view. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Because the cockpit cockpit view, I just saw all. I saw no. I saw no horizon. I just saw all just water. Water mm. coming at you fast. Clearly, so. in the last second, she must have pulled up yeah. just before they impacted. She must. Right. Yeah. Just right. last minute pull up. Obviously. Right. Obviously. Uh, as as a licensed pilot. Yes. I, I, I can deduce that she pulled up. Uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey. Good one, Joseph Ortiz. That's all right. That's way before you got your time. But there was a show called Tales of the Gold Monkey, which was a. I think it was on CBS, and it was. Oh, it's eight, before so. my time. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> you both oh, was, wait. Was that a show or a movie? Oh. <laughs> Joe, wait. Never. It doesn't matter. Tales of the Gold Monkey. I think it was a movie. Where, it was Fantasy Island. Did they land on the island, or was there a seaplane for Fantasy Island? There was a seaplane for Fantasy. I Island, I think too. that's most likely what it was for you. Right. It was a little bit before my time, but anyway, it seems about right for middle See, of the bat for you. Hey, guys, remember a show called The Blacklist? <laughs> yes. So they crash <laughs> in the water. Is Ricardo Maltabon on that show? <laughs> well, so they crash in the water, and they're there, and and and, and Liz is. Uh, so getting a I mean, first of all, let me let me back up. How convinced are we? You know, we love uh, Constantine uh, Rostov. I think Rostov, right? Constantine Rostov. A Russian's bad. Apparently. You don't mean Russian accent. You didn't mean Russian accent. Constantine Rostov. There we go. Russian. Yes. You will work for freedom. Yes. Yes. Work will set you free. That's not Russian. That's not Russian. That's bad. Erase that. Let's move back. Let's take a step back from that one. How do we feel about his case? He's making a pretty decent case to Lizzie. I mean, before we actually get all the evidence. I mean, she. I mean, we're are we, we're buying this, right? Well, I mean, no, hold, let me ask you a question. And, and, and answer carefully, Joe, because there's a yellow blouse under the <laughs> under, under I, the desk I, right I, now. I'm aware. Answer I carefully. Think, I think. I, listen, I got a couple things here I, I want to think about, but I want to I want to ask a question because Julia, you you remember things better than I do. His blood disorder. Yes. What is the blood disorder? We don't know. We don't know, but we know there's a blood disorder there. and it matches hers, right? Well, Isn't we, that that's the deal? just what I've predicted. Uh-huh. Well, well, we don't know for sure. No, that's oh. just been my prediction. Okay, so I so so he's he's got he's he's kidnapped her because he's got the blood disorder. She's got the blood. Or well, that's not the case he's making. That's what we have deduced. That's yeah, that's, but that's the prediction. But that's from what's really us. happening. We don't know that. Wow. All right. That has not been proven. Okay, so so your, your point being. Okay, so so if if he is the dad, then her his blood should match her blood. Right, that's yeah. the idea. Then that would be able to help him with his disorder. That's the way it works. And hers or the baby's, right? Yeah. One or yep. the other. Either way, they could help him medically. That's, that's right. something we've talked about. So, but yeah, I know. I just want to confirm. Okay. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, so, so that's, that, could be, that could be his motivation, or it could be exactly what he's saying, that he wants to, to put his family back together uh, so that he can have those 26 years that he didn't get, right? Yellow blouse or you know yellow blouse, Joe? Are you, <laughs> is, it, do you, do, are you buying that, 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 that Constantine is the father? Absolutely not. Oh, Jesus Christ. No way! Oh, I'm going to be proven so right. I'm gonna be proven so right someday. All right, so fine. Okay, but when, so we'll we'll see when the when the when the when the blood that's gonna come up. That's gonna it's gonna come up. How yeah. many episodes can they milk it for? But that's the question. Eventually, right. they yeah, have to enough. discuss it. Uh, I think I think he's making a very convincing case. I mean, yeah. I'm I, I, I'm bought. I mean, I'm I'm in. You know, I, I, I'm, the, the, I'm ironing the yellow blouse right now. But the stuff. I mean, the, the facts on the ground are not in dispute. Uh, the fact that he was married to to mom, not in dispute. The right. fact that she lived in the summer palace, yeah. not in dispute. Sure, that is all. Agree- the question is. Who impregnated mom? That's the question. Was that's a good, it? Good point. That's Very it. True. That's Very the only true. question. Right. I think he believes, no matter what comes out, he yes. believes that I he think is he her father. He believes he's her father. Right. And I think Red probably believes he's her father too. So we we actually get a little. We we're moving back from that, we get a little explanation as to who uh, my man is who to crash them in the car that you and I thought was a little 
was a we, you know you and I last week talked about how who we now know as Mato who we call Danny Trejo who we call Danny Trejo <laughs> yes we would have been jag about Danny Trejo's tacos <laughs> yes. delicious oh, yeah. on La Brea um, yes um, I'm not having them are they good no nah, yeah they're good ish and they're good Trejo's tacos I had them the other day after we <laughs> talked about it also we didn't <laughs> talk about Gina, Trejo, Sa- Gina Saka tacos who doesn't who's yet to have her own restaurant I miss Gina Saka <laughs> right tacos uh, but uh, so but yeah, now we know because our question was. Well, how the hell did this guy find them so fast, know what route to take, go around the corner, and then sideswipe them like that so quick? You know why? He's a tracker. He's a goddamn tracker. He's an Indian tracker. Sun can we, face. Can we backtrack, backtrack just for one <laughs> second? We talked last week about Dembe um, not actually finishing the job and yeah. killing him, killing yeah. Mato, no, no, it, who it we know just, now is Mato. But now Mr. Dembe. Kaplan... Didn't finish off who we know as Romina either. This, yeah. this, this, she had a gun a, to her head while she held Agnes, and the next thing missing. we see is Agnes in Kaplan's yeah. arms. There's a scene missing. What happened? What went on there? They both failed miserably. Well, that's well, what happened. Well, that, that's the question, right? What did Kaplan do? Did Kaplan let them go? Did they run away? And Kaplan did they toss up the baby? And Kaplan dropped the gun to catch the baby, and they ran Maybe. out. The, we don't know. All right. But I mean, but the question is, I mean, and this is goes to you know goes to what's Kaplan's motivation right now? What is she trying to accomplish? Did she let them go on purpose? And if so, did she? And then, and then when he came up, he kind of on the thing. And then you remember he put the finger on yeah, Kaplan. I think that was just a creepy move. You think that was just a creep move? I don't think that was a thanks. You don't think it was a thanks? See, I think it could have been a thanks for a creep move. Oh boy! Uh-huh. It could have been like, a, hey, <laughs> thanks for not shooting me, but I'm still taking the baby. All right. Wink, wink. Finger on the lips. Weirdness, and I'm I, out. I'm more concerned about the guy coming full speed at the car, you know, with a baby in it, and and then thinking that's the move. But you well, know, we we went over that last week. The baby survived fine. Out. So we we pick it up this week, and uh, and you know, reds reds up first, and I you know, God, I did not see. I have to admit. I was going back and forth on whether or not Kaplan would survive this, but there were so many clues as to, in this episode, that she would survive because, you know, he pulled her out of the car. He, he had, you know, um, Tom help her out of the car. He could have said, leave her there. I mean, I guess, you know, we still needed Mr. Kaplan. Still needed her. You know, Wasn't until, done. Until the baby and Laura Lizzie were safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Um, he also still needs her services to see this through. Yeah. It just, it just, I'm thinking back as to all the things, all the conversations they had, even, you know, I'll make this quick, you always do, Kate. Like, kind of like, I respect you. Like, I thought, well, he, I thought she, he I was, thought he was cracking. You, you, maybe, you think it was all up in the air still? I think he was biding his time. Maybe he wasn't sure. Maybe he really was trying to convince himself that he could keep her yeah. around, keep her alive, figure out something to do. And he just ultimately decided, can't do it. Can't trust I'm you. Sorry. Yeah. It was it was it was very sad. Even though Dembe, she was doing everything right and she was remorseful and sort of not really remorseful. Not really remorseful, no, which take I that respected back. though. I thought that was a good call. He yeah. was also really punishing her. Right. Oh, you know, Joseph Ortiz makes a great point online. Joseph, you're right. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Mato knows Kaplan uh, because yeah, I thought about that. Right. Yeah, that's why that maybe that's the kiss because the connection through Little uh, Nico. Yeah, Little Nico. Nico's. So well. They know each, she recognizes face, right? So yeah. Oh, that's why. That's, that's the why. Kiss. That's how they got to. Uh, well, there, there's that. There no, no. Go. But there I'm saying go. that could have gone either yeah. way because it could have been because she saw him in the house when she took the baby from um, what's her name? Whose name I never remember. Uh, Romina. 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 When she took the baby from Romina, uh, uh, what you call Dembe was still fighting uh, Mato. Right. So and and neither of them had a gun, and Kaplan was the only one in the room with a gun or in the hallway with a gun. Sure. 
And this is again why it doesn't make much sense to me right. how that tracked out. So, uh, so we so we get the information from right, Kaplan. They, they figure out a way to, to 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 find out how to get to Mato. They mobilize the FBI, the the, the force. Cooper tells very forcefully tells uh, uh, Navabi that she oh, yeah. has to set aside your feelings. Set aside your feelings. Help out this investigation. I mean, we only got two FBI agents here anyway. You're one of them, mm-hmm. so we need, we need everyone. Gotta Joe, say. what did you think of? Uh, I, I thought of you last week when, yeah. when um, you know it, it's it's Navabi and uh, and wrestler and uh, and Cooper says the plan is to go in as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Navabi's like, I'm not going. Russell's like, I guess I'm on my own. Like that's the entire. <laughs> I thought of you because that's the entire <laughs> the entire power of the FBI. Anyway, just how it works. You know, I, just, I didn't realize orders were that were that like. Uh, hey, I don't feel like doing it. Oh, right. oh well. I all you got to say is no. I guess not. Right. Okay. Anybody else feel like going as wrestler's wife? Do we have no? Have, Aram, do you want to shave and maybe? No? I'll just go solo. Anyway, I, I digress. But, but so, here, here's, here's the thing, though. I, I do want to say I, I agree so deeply with Navabi. What the F, Liz, on like 57 different levels. Uh-oh. And uh, and I agree completely with Navabi. I think every time her character's spoken in the last two episodes, I've been like, uh, yeah, bitch, that's how it works. Oh, wow. I've, been, right, well, I've agreed with you. I agreed with, I agreed with that statement last week, and I still stand by it. Yeah, I, I think I, they're writing Liz in the most bizarre well, way. Well, hold on, hold on. Before, before we get into the, 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 the writing and the, and the way the Liz is writing, I want, I want to just talk about um, specifically Liz, the character. We talked about it's, it's hard. There's a lot of people, a lot of blood spilled, a lot of oh. people... Uh, you know, you know, we talked about sort of, uh, Navabi being a, a surrogate for us as the audience last yes. week, and sort of saying like, "Hey, she's screwed us over a bunch of times. This is BS." And so, you know, Julia was like, "Yeah, right." And it, <laughs> That's a really good impression of me. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's. So I, I think that was a really <laughs> he smart. Does. I think yours is more stronger. He's more very, stronger. I think it's a very smart way to go about it. And so I think that that the continuing that theme as well. But what you're saying, I want to I give you an opportunity to lay out your your was it the hero the hero calculus the hero calculus as relates to Liz Keen. Now here, you lay this out for I'm, me. I'm going to give you an example of hero calculus. If you if you look at Saving Private Ryan, right, you have a a, 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 a platoon of guys, or a, I don't remember if it was a platoon or a little bit smaller unit, but a group of guys that have been tasked with saving uh, uh, Matt. We're going to pull him out because his brothers all died, and if every one of them is dead, then we can't. The United States government said it'd be too much of a fiasco. We're not going to do that to his moms, right? So we're going to pull everybody out. Now, all those guys die throughout the course of the movie, and we come to love all of them. And every time one of them dies, we're like destroyed, right? And eventually, it ends with Tom on the bridge, and then Matt is crying. You remember the whole thing, right? Spoiler alert! Uh, uh, if you haven't seen, I'm sorry. You've had how many years? (laughs) You've had ten years. Um, Longer. Way longer. Way longer. Way longer. So. um, at any rate, the hero calculus in, in Saving Private Ryan adds up. And at the end, Private Ryan doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave his unit. He doesn't want that these guys died for him. He wants to stay with his guys, right? The hero calculus adds up. You empathize with everyone. You feel for everyone. In this show, the hero calculus is so wildly off. So many innocent people who have nothing to do with any of this shit keep dying for this kid and the mom. And it's it's gotten to the place now where they've made the character make so many bad decisions, so many like glaringly bad decisions, like crashing a freaking seaplane in the middle of the ocean, bad decisions, that it's like it, the, all the empathy and all the sympathy has been burned up. And so at this point, it's like... Your hero calculus is so wildly off, you're asking the audience to empathize with a character that you have basically, uh, through years and years of our programming, we've said, okay, this is what we expect a hero to do. And you've taken that and you've gone, we don't care. And you've done all the opposite. All and right. then the, the expectation that we're going to empathize, it, it's, we're not going to have the empathy. All right. Well, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a, I, I love what you laid out there. Let me ask you a question based on that. We'll get back into the episode. Uh, 
is is there a correction for the hero calculus? I mean, in other words, at this stage of the game in How, season four, who does this baby have to be at this oh, point? Well, hold on, is, does she, at, is at the, the baby's end, bone finish, marrow going to have a cure for cancer? Maybe at the end of season four. <laughs> Thank God we saved this baby because her saliva. At the end of season four, it, it, what, 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 what course correction can be done to correct this hero calculus, or is it, or is it uncorrectable? Does, what, does, Do does you the, empathize with Lizzie Keen? I mean, there yeah. you go. So you, you yeah, big 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 means she's no. Had a, no, she's had a tough go, and, right? And and that's because the, I think they've written in this place where it, it it's almost impossible for you to love her. Well, I think that we're going to get to know a lot more as they as they as they've alluded to. Like we're going to know a lot more about Lizzie Keene's past and 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 where she goes from here and her importance. And they they did say, I think I think uh, Megan Boots in an interview that. You know, Lizzie's whole thing was like, we're going to run away from Red and live this wonderful life. Well, she's going to realize that she, that can never be possible because of who she is. I mean, maybe it's a, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a born identity thing and she is a super spy. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I, that's, I, I think I've laid out my, my, my concerns. Fair enough. fair enough. So, I mean, that, that's fine. Julia, getting back to this episode. So they go in and, you know, what is the deal? I, we talked before, but, you know, Ever since 24 and everything else, there's a lot of torture happening in, 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 in these television shows these days. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, this is, I'm not trying to make, raise a political you know, thing here, but I don't know. Like, seeing Tom going in and, 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 and torturing someone else and, and that. And then, and then, and then it, it, did he make it? Um, we don't know. I, if don't he made know. I don't know that last we saw. I mean, if you're going to be tortured like that, at least you, it's in the hospital. Yeah. So the surgeon and, rushed in afterwards. I mean... Yes, the body count is really, really high. It's extraordinarily, I, I want to add, upsettingly a, high. It's a grim episode, by the way. Of course. In terms of the people. But like, like we you all said, know if you're asking me, I like the blood and gore. Sure. So I do enjoy the more, in, like, the, the interesting ways they come up with to, to torture people. Especially like, administered last week, by a we sexy had, Tom. Oh, well, that, that makes everything okay. We I'm had last week the guy throwing the gla- putting the glass eyes in in his victim's hands to torture Oof, her while he rough. slowly caressed her her face and chest. And now we have this guy, this poor guy, little Nikos, being taken out of his anesth- his, his anesthesia while he's having lap band surgery. So he has all these things like yeah. st- stuck in his belly. Remind me never get lap band surgery. Right? Seriously. Okay. And then we have Tom coming in and like, ooh, what does this do? What is this? Well, that's a fun noise. I mean, I love that shit. We all know it. It's gross. A lot of people don't like it, but I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's why I love Hannibal so much. Yeah, I mean, fine. I'm in. Uh, so the Tom, weirder so, and the more disturbing, the better. So Tom does his thing. Dark. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's got a, and he's, Dark. He's got a, he's got a baby to save. And I, think, I like his motivation and, and, and whatnot. Um, what did you think about that exchange between uh, Mr. Kaplan and Tom, where Tom sort of apologizes and, 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 he's, and she's like, you did your job. And he says, "Well, you know, it's he's your friend, and like you're, you're, you're you know, that exchange of saying like you want me to feel better, like you, you want you want you want yourself to feel better. This is what Red's trying to do, and I'm not here to make you guys feel better. No, she has right. a job to do. Right? It's not about. She has a very specific job. She is the cleaner of yeah. messy situations. She's not the cleaner of these poor guys' emotions." I mean, that's talk not about her tra- job. Talk about a tra- just because she's a chick. Nah. Talk, talk about a tragedy. Now you are talking about a person who is a killer and a cleaner for a living, but you know, I mean, you really your heart goes out to Mr. Kaplan. She's just doing her damn job and doing it very well and very loyally. I mean, she'll mm-hmm. clean. She'll, I mean, I, I've seen Red. You know, had like four or five, ten bodies. Easy. Mr. Kaplan, 
Wipes that shit out. Well, you know, that's a, this is again, again, the, 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 I, I like Mr. Kaplan. Obviously, she's well written. She's she's well acted. But like, you know, you know that she she's in. She knows what she's getting into. There's no question with Mr. Kaplan. Is she an innocent? She's not an innocent. Of course yeah. not. No. But the the cops that that red shot last episode one two three four uh-huh. had nothing to do with anything. Sure. Now you can argue that they were they were third world police officers. So we yeah. can all say fun. We can all go. Well, they're probably not good. But they didn't do anything wrong, and they probably all had families, and they all got whacked. Yeah. And the the all, all the security guards that get shot and shot up and killed, and the, the the airplane pilot got shot up and killed, and all yep. that's that that's the stuff I'm saying is getting out of hand with just random people enough. getting Fair murdered. Enough. I agree. Uh, but I like it. But, so. but her job is not the job of the murder. Her job right. is the, the job cleanup. of making it the go cleaner. away and cleaning it up. Um, so, we, so anyway, we go through. Um, we we do eventually find and track down um, our guy uh, Mato. Who is a blacklister? And I think you know I was having this conversation with our friend uh, Jody, who will join us. Jody Walker, shortly. Jody Walker. We're having this conversation a lot about so the evolution of these blacklisters and how the blacklisters how they're going away from this straightforward procedural or close-ended thing. And the blacklisters are kind of there because they have to be there, with the exception mm-hmm. of the Kate May episode. Episode they have to be there because we're used to that and um, their function of how, how this show works. But you know these last two episodes. You know, they're 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 like uh, just a person who Red gets information from. Well, Red didn't even seem to know that Mato existed, did right. he? Yeah. So how did he make it on the blacklist? Yeah, I don't know. Just because don't the blacklist is fluid. Don't and we've talked about that, yeah. but blah blah. I still right. ask these questions. Right. But so we get to Mato, and I and I and I and I, I, I like the idea that he's Native, Native American. I like the character of the idea that he's Native American. I think I do agree that Joe had some issues with the sort of ham-handed. Hi, style. Oh, right. 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 Come on. The the the, the music choices. You know, which is you know, it's like they pulled it out of a nineteen fifty three. I love right. Lucy. Uh, you know, Joe. When again, when you're running your own show, <laughs> and, you, and you can get the writers' room that's perfect that you always complain about, and you can get the, the music perfect that's and the special effects perfect, then I'm sure it'll be awesome. That's a fair point. But I mean, you know, in the meantime, the, the hit network show's doing all right. Uh, no, but I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> now, having said all that, you agree. I don't think your cell phone's blowing up with NBC or John Bolton Camp. Oh, you John didn't call back. <laughs> Flip off. I heard right? you were complaining about the writing. Uh, uh, John, it's me. Thanks for calling. But, I, but that was a very interesting method of sort of psychological torture with the whole, like, I'll seal your grave tight, and it seemed to work. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to kill you no matter what. But yeah. either you can go to the afterlife or you cannot. Absolutely. That was kind of interesting. That was cool. That was that um, actually scared me a little bit. Yeah, it made was, me that, think about my own death a little bit. Uh, so then we get to the we get to the house, uh, the palace, it, uh, you know, and um, Masha is, I'm calling her Masha now. Oh, so you some, really are in, aren't I mean, you? It's Masha. She's got memories. This was my room. She goes down. She puts on a bracelet. She remembers mm-hmm. her mom, who we saw. In the Kate May episode, mm-hmm. you know, like there talking to her. I mean, that's all the shit's all real, Yellow Blast. Masha, Masha, Masha. So, yes, Masha, Masha, Masha. Masha, So, uh, I, I, I liked all that. And I, and I like that Alexander Kirk slash Constantine Rost, you know, uh, Rostova. Rostova. Rost, Rostov. Rostov. Rostov? Yeah, Rostova. Um, I learned. Rostova is the feminine. He, you know. Oh. Yes. Yes. See, my Russian's good for shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I liked all that stuff. Someone in, on in YouTube taught me that. What, what did you think? Um, I, I mean, I, I loved it and I don't disparage that it was, that she was having genuine memories, but he, Constantine or Alexander Kirk was making a very strong point about how, what are the memories of a child? Because she had very strong memories of the fire. She had very strong memories of shooting her father. She has a scar that bears the fire's truth, if you will. Oh. But these are memories as well that are coming back to her. So yeah. who's effing with her mind more? 
Yeah. What memories are real and what aren't? Don't know. We'll soon, hopefully, we'll soon find out. We'll soon find out. Um, so that was, and so obviously the FBI come and they they storm the place and 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 my man, uh, you know, Alexander Kirk sneaks off somehow out, the back, out the back door somehow. Um, you know, which which I liked. There was some weird timing in in when the FBI came and Masha was putting on the bracelet and she looks up at her father looking down at her from the window and then she sees the, the helicopter. helicopter and then she smiles yeah, and then know. she looks back. So yeah. I don't know if she was. I, I was a little. Like, oh, thank God! Or, I was a little oh. confused. Yeah. And then she runs in, presumably like, no! to, to save her save father. Her father. Who's gone? Just yeah, little, that sounds wrestler. Interesting timing there. All right, we'll talk about that later with with Jody. I do want to um, uh, before I just want to get into this this last sort of scene with with Mr. Kaplan, which was heart wrenching. Um, I at that point was genuinely convinced that she was not going to die. So when I got there and they're walking to the, was that what you thought? Oh no! I mean, up up until that point in the episode, oh, I wrote oh, in my oh, notes. I, I wrote my notes like, "Oh man, this this, this looks like a." Uh, like like this looks like the Sopranos. This looks like uh, old um, I forget her name, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. Andrea Like you don't go walking in the woods. No. Like what a perfect place to kill somebody. But he's not gonna kill. Is he gonna kill her? I started freaking out. And then um, and what a way to go. The pristine land that no one knows about. That that no one's seen. It's a beautiful vista and it's all mm-hmm. that stuff. So that sort of like he cared. It was kind of like done with honor per se. Uh, but I don't know. I was pretty surprised by it. It actually shocked me. And I think like her. Last, you know, like her getting her the paradox of what she says at the end of like, look, man, one last plea to him. Yeah. I've only always only served you. I know you can't trust me. I know it's this. I know it's that. But this and that and the other. And Red took her out. I don't even think that was a plea. I think that was just letting him know, like, hey, what you're doing, yeah. what you're about to, what you're going to do. I know yeah. you're going to do it. Uh, it is, uh, is 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 wrong. It's it's wrong for you. It's wrong for it's wrong for her. And. Now, it, Go ahead. No, I mean I, that's it. I don't. I don't feel like she was pleading. I don't feel like that was a. Well, not, I don't know. Plea. I thought it's like, like before you do this, or maybe just, you should realize. Yeah, that just I'm know. Old. Yeah. Well, I don't know. what did she say? She said, uh, "What you see as a betrayal as trust was a fulfillment of your wishes and to protect your interests, which mm-hmm. has always been what she's been about." Absolutely. But then he says, "You presume to decide what was best for me," which is kind of ironic because that's all he does for anyone. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. That kind of pissed me off. Well, it pissed me off too, and this one is leads me to question: like, how do we know? Look, we're we're all firmly in the corner of Red, and we all think Red's so great, and Red's, he, you know, he's, he's quippy, and he's cool, and we like when he's the Scorch Earth Red, and the quippy Red, and the monologue he Red, but, you know, I don't, uh, do we, are we all still feeling the same way about Red? Like, get her, Red. Red had to do what Red had to do. Well, Red's my favorite guy. He is the boss in the end. They all just work for Red. I mean, I don't know. I mean, does this, does this change anyone's feeling in the fandom or in, at this, in this panel about Red? Are we like, fucking Red. Excuse my, excuse my French. <laughs> no, I, my, I agree. That it changes the calculus because it really does. It, it does kind of like thirty years. God knows how many you know dead bodies that she's cleaned up for him. In the end, it doesn't matter. If yeah. You, in, in the end, that's it. And, and ultimately, once you're in, you can't get out. I mean, that's right. That's the old the old mafia joke, right? You know. Yeah. Every time I, I think I'm out, they pull me back in because yeah. ultimately you can't get out, right? You, because you, you, would, you would know. Yeah. yeah. You you know too many secrets. Racist. Right. You have too many secrets. You got you know too, you know where too many bodies are buried. You yep. can't be left alone. Uh, you know you, you got to be you're, you're in or you're out. But if you're out, you're dead. I do Speak- also feel a shift. Just real fast, I feel a little shift in my feelings towards Red because now we have this new endearing father figure like character. Yeah. Who is sort of swaying me in his direction as well? He's he's like, a goddamn sweetheart. <laughs> goddamn sweetheart. <laughs> 
He's a real prince of a guy. Sure is, sure is. But I mean, neither, I mean, they're both on the same level. They're both horrible, horrible people. But who's just going to be a little bit more endearing? It's it's just a new, like, shiny new toy that sort of shifts my focus a little bit, that makes me also shift my... Observations well, on red. Let me, uh, you know, Todd T- T- TDCR had a, had a great point. He just left Mr. Kaplan's body there to rot. Who is going to clean her? <laughs> Call Mr. Oh, damn. Oh, Who's going to clean the cleaner? Uh, before we, uh, we, we want to talk to our friends uh, over, over, over um, from who, Joe? Crooked Kingdom. We'll talk to our friends over Crooked Kingdom and then we'll get Jody in line. But before that, I want to ask the question, like, do we think Jody, I mean, think Jody, do we think Jody's <laughs> definitely alive? Do we think Mr. Kaplan's alive? Well, you saw her no, struggling because, through the thing. No, she did one grab. No, but did you see the preview? No, oh, no. I didn't see a preview. Oh, dude, she's crawling. She's in the. She's crawling in a brook at one point. She's not dead. Oh, I thought. I thought it was just. See, I, I gotta watch the previews. Why wouldn't you watch the preview? It's All like, right. hey, I don't want to watch the last scene. I got like a couple seconds of the preview, but I did see her. She was. All she was right, crawling. zombie crawling, man. She's, she's very zombified. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's doing no. a little. Maybe she's a zombie. Oh. Maybe she's maybe a zombie this now. This is a new crossover, and well, maybe that's what the baby the can do. List. Colon, Walking Dead. <laughs> Blacklist, colon, Walking Dead. Uh, well, if they brought Lizzie back, hopefully bring Mr. Kaplan back. That, Joe, that's what, a way we can do it. Can cure we, we do our live read and we'll come back that's and talk what... to Jody. Uh, now, imagine that you just pulled off the heist of the century. You stormed the kingdom, you stole the magic, and now there will be hell to pay. Welcome to Crooked Kingdom, the thrilling new fantasy novel by Lee Bardot, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Six of Crows and the Geisha Trilogy. Crooked Kingdom picks up where the Six of Crows left off. Kaz Berker and his ragtag band of thieves are hiding out in the kingdom of Cotterdam. I think you got to get into this. This seems pretty deep. Surrounded by the gathering forces of magic, power, and all-out war, and their only hope to survive is to con their way out. Think Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones, raves the L.A. Times with a caper twist. So learn more about Crooked Kingdom and all the Geisha novels at LeeBardot.com. Check it out. Fantastic. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I love, you got I like love six a, I love of them, fantasy. So you can keep going and going. I love me some Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. I'd probably love this. That's right. And there's it. a caper. You love capers. You love a caper. I do love a No one caper. loves a caper more than you, Flip. And it doesn't seem like there's any FBI involved in this, so I can't so imagine I'd be, be mad at anybody. Um, we are very, very uh, um, fortunate. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. To be uh, thrilled. thrilled. And joined. Welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> On the line, we have uh, we have uh, uh, someone who we've been reading for a long time, who we love, and whose takes we sometimes even uh, you know agree upon and sometimes steal. I was going to say, uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, Jody 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 Walker from EntertainmentWeekly.com. Jody, are you there? I am. What an intro, you guys! Thanks so much. Hi, how are you? Hello. Um, um, so thank you so much for coming on. We're, we're very glad to have you on. We we read you all the time. We love you. Um, we reference you, so it's good to have you here in person so we don't feel like we're just, you know, stealing your takes. Now, at this point, we're <laughs> going to have to actually give the shout-out to Jody, not like some people online have said yeah, the I, following I, thing. I give shout-out to Jody. The random person online who will not <laughs> stop writing 2,000 words about the blacklist. Right. <laughs> Let me find it and quote it verbatim and pretend I said it. <laughs> well, I'm very happy you're here because I've got, we've got tons of general, you can help settle some arguments for us, for us or maybe just give your opinions on some things in the blacklist in general, but I you know, I'll ask you like we asked, like asked the panel here. What did you think of this episode? I mean, you wrote very eloquently about it, but let, let, let's, what, what do you think? Like, what did you think of this episode? And, and 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 give us your thoughts on what we saw last night. I really liked the episode. the The premiere of season four, I liked, but um, you know, it was a little slow. I think we we all agreed that 
you know, just while a lot happened, not a lot happened. It was basically like just one big reset. Whereas in this episode, you know, there were big reveals. Um, well, Agnes is still who knows where. Um, but, you know, people are shifting around. And then Chaplin, I mean, I like any opportunity to get to hear just like eight monologues from Mr. Kaplan. So this sure. was a really good episode for that. Unfortunately, it did not end with perhaps a future of getting to hear more monologues from Mr. Kaplan. Might be the end of the line. <laughs> right. But, but in that way, I, I, really, I really enjoyed this episode. Certainly when it ended, I was, you know, it was my favorite kind of Blacklist episode where I'm just kind of shocked. However, I totally agree with you guys that this, this episode did a really good job of kind of, I think, portraying this shift in how the audience is going to perceive Red and if he's still this sort of, like, omnipotent leader who we can trust. Exactly. And well, I'll ask you just personally for you. First, did you see this coming? Did you always sort of think that, you know, Mr. Kaplan had to go and that she was going to go the whole episode, or was it a surprise for you? No, it was a surprise. I mean, I think maybe, like, I give read too much moral credit which is kind of where this change is coming in but he's always said that his utmost goal or at least what we perceived i think is that his utmost goal is to protect lizzie and now to protect agnes and the thing about mr kaplan is that she at least in this episode was so clear about her intentions you know whereas like with red and alexander kirk they're always kind of like You'll see when you'll see. Like, there's proof, I promise, but I'm not going to show it to you until the time is right. But Mr. Kaplan, you know, she she says exactly what she did, which is that she found this the best way to protect Liz. She thought that Liz needed to be protected from Red's presence in her life, so she helped her fake her death. She's saying over and over that she was, like Red asked her to, putting Liz's protection at, you know, utmost importance. And what Red says back is, yeah, but you didn't, do what I wanted you to do. And I guess while it's so obvious that Red is a total narcissist, which is a word that Liz uses for her other dad um, in this episode, it's very clear once once he kills, you know, his like number one confidant that he's kind of turned a corner in it's my way or the highway land. Right. Um, it's it's interesting the shift that that could possibly happen because yeah like you know I mean Red has never been um, the nicest guy we kind of know who Red is but we've always been rooting for him and now with this other you know new kind of charming father you know in in, in, the, in the picture I mean I wonder wonder how this will shift Red I wonder if Red will will far will I wonder if we'll see more of the criminal empire Red you know what, what do you whoever think? is her father whether it's Kirk or it's Red. You you just said, uh, Jody re- referred to Red as a narcissist. She referred to her maybe daddy as a narcissist. She's the biggest narcissist of them all. I mean, whoever her father is, I feel like the apple has not fallen far from the tree. <laughs> yeah. Everything she says when she's profiling Alexander Kirk in front of his face, she right. she called him abused. Did you have, did you suffer a sick dark event? She's sort of describing herself more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She makes him mad sometimes. What? So, no. Yeah, and I think. I think that that is perhaps what plays so much into this, um, what is it, hero calculus? That's oh, what I, oh, I know. No, do no, not, Jody, don't, 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 don't do it. <laughs> no, wait, no, see, here's, here's the problem. If, if it actually was a good point, it doesn't matter, because Brad's going to be mad at me for having it. But did, did, did what I say make no, any sense? I wish you could have seen me, like, adamantly nodding my head along during the Saving Private Ryan 
um, analogy because I think that it's true, and especially in what they're doing in season four. It's, I mean, it's it's always been hard to perceive Lizzie as the hero because she's been built, and I I do have empathy for Lizzie, but she has not been built to be a competent character. <laughs> That's and the understatement yeah. of the year. <laughs> That's kind of fine. But it wasn't fine when she was supposed to be this kind of like, uh, you know, rookie FBI agent who was, you know, the best in her class or whatever. So I've really come to have empathy for her in these later seasons when she is no longer an FBI agent, but kind of this like this woman trying to keep her head above water. You know, this is not a realistic world exactly, but if I were in her shoes, I'd be making tons of terrible decisions. Like, sure, I'd like be like, oh, I want to save my baby. I'm going to knock this pilot out and everything's going to be fine. Like, maybe <laughs> I would do that. You know, people make terrible decisions. Sure. Hopefully FBI agents don't. But in that way, I, I do have empathy for her, but it's hard to then perceive her as a hero, especially when Red as kind of, insane as he is is easy to see as a hero because he always knows what to do and it seems like that is shifting which you know i'm not great at calculus but we'll see how that plays out that, that's an interesting that's an interesting point you made that that it was it, that it's that combination because the lack of competence so so as the fbi super because they did that for a while i don't remember season one or season two where they made her like they had that Die Hard episode. You remember we made the, the John, yeah. John, oh, McCla- yeah. John McClane jokes about her. You know, and, and that was... But it's, so it's the combination, I guess, of this damsel in distress and John McClane combo that's, that's maybe it's jarring and, and weird now. But now you add motherhood on top of it. It's yeah. a whole new layer. So it's, it's, the motherhood right. gives her the uh, Sigourney Whereas Weaver and aliens. It just kind of felt like she was this very inconsistent character. Now it just feels like she's confused all the time. And that's a little more reasonable. Sure. Ooh, that's interesting. I want to I want to address I want to read something that you wrote in your in your your loose ends piece of your column which I which I always love because all your loose ends are always like, "Yeah, what about that?" Uh, I don't know how actually do you keep track of how many of your loose ends actually get resolved? I'm I'm curious cuz over over the over the you know the months and years now, you've got uh you know, you've got a, a pretty good um amount of loose ends that you have you in every column. Do you keep track internally of like how many of these have been resolved or not resolved? Absolutely not. And honestly, I'm not even necessarily like thinking about that these are loose ends when I put them in there. Right. It's like a bullet pointed list, and I think other people do too. Sure, yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of like, what about that? It's also a way to sort of keep the show honest without Love sort of trashing ends. the show like like some people sure. on this panel do, all of us. And- <laughs> that's always going to be a next episode. You just you just can't know what's coming. It's right. But in, but in your in your um Lucens, you you know you talk about, you know, what did Kaplan know? So many nuggets of info. Who is Annie? Uh, why wasn't Red well, who was Annie? Why wasn't there why wasn't Red there when she was on the ground next to Mr. Kaplan? Um if like Kirk says, Red took Lizzie when she was a child, how did he pass her to Mr. Kaplan when she was a baby girl? Um, you know, I want more red and cap. I want more red and cap too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Oh, damn, Jody, you're good. Jody Walker. Oh, yeah. you guys. <laughs> so, the timeline. I had a lot of questions about the timeline in this episode. I'm not great at guessing kids' ages, but like that little girl in those seven memories, Se- six or seven. Oh, yeah, I mean, she looked like she was at least six. Right. But Certainly wasn't I an infant like baby. Age- Go ahead, Julia. I said, oh, no, I was agreeing. Certainly was not an infant baby. 
No, not a baby. And and you know when Kirk when he takes her to the lovely and um, flamboyantly named Summer Palace, yes. he says that you know my I brought my little princess here and she loves it. He talks about her as if she were a, was a much older girl. Has and to be. Yet we know that it seems like Red and whoever else came into her life when she was a baby. Very. So, so what would the timeline then, then then turn into? Then, then if if he's actually her dad, then has the baby Red kidnaps the baby. Baby gets back with Alexander and mom at some point or another. But but Kaplan has somehow entered the scene by this point anyway. Mm, that seems convoluted. But is it, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a way for the for them to make that all make sense. You know, like maybe maybe you know maybe Red kidnaps her, but then decides he can't take care of her so, on the road, and or maybe he hires Alexander. So there were pictures of little Masha and her mother, and there, but there were no pictures of any father figure there. So right. what if? Okay, my head might explode if I try to explain this. Right. What Break if Red is Red is the one who was raising her at the summer? What was it called? Palace. The summer palace. And maybe maybe Kirk really is just delusional and crazy and wanting to believe that he mm. was the one, that he was the father. Maybe Red... Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud to All you. Right. Maybe Red really is the father. And it's sort of a shift where he thinks, where Alexander Kirk thinks that he's... I don't Telling know. Telling you, Red's a damn I have to, like... I need yeah, a Homeland board. You're wearing board. that blouse. I need a Homeland board. All right, yeah, I do. I do, I do need the, we need the big, <laughs> board. We need big board. Speaking of the big board, I want to ask you, Jody, you've been covering the show since, since day one, as have we... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? To, to, what? Give me. I'd like to just have your general thoughts on how the show's doing. Like, you know, in your opinion, where, what, how it's, how it's, how it's. I mean, sort of the the evolution of the show. We talk about here how it kind of started as one thing, sort of an action packed, proceed lightly serialized procedural, and kind of went into more, uh, you know, heavy serialized procedural. Now it seems to have gone away from the procedural element entirely. Uh, they've they've sort of cleaned things up and got things less convoluted. Um, you know, red's still red, but I mean, how, how do you feel like the? How, how do you feel about the show? What, what's been your journey? It's you know, it has it's gone in a lot of different directions. One thing that I do appreciate about the blacklist is while I'm sure that John Bokenkamp and other writers have an idea in their heads of where this is ultimately headed, I do think that they do some of it, you know, by the seat of their pants. Certainly when a pregnancy comes into play, then that's, you know, they're going to be coloring outside of the line sometimes. And I do think that they've done a good job of adding some sort of surprising elements and getting away from, it seems so much in the first season that the main serialized question was, is Red her dad? And while that's something that people still talk about and think about as they watch this, it's something that I think about a lot less. I'm now more interested in Liz's past, just just what the hell is going on in her past as opposed to is Red or Dad, is Red or Dad. And I think that they've done a good job of kind of making the serialized aspect of the show more complex. I do think it's really difficult as you make the serialized aspect more interesting to then keep the procedural aspect just as interesting. And like you mentioned earlier, Joe, it seems like in season four, they're just kind of, at least thus far with the two past blacklisters, like they're kind of just these middlemen. And while I question that then they would be in the like low 60s on the blacklist ranking when Red kind of doesn't even know who they are, I'm, you know, I'm interested, I'm interested to see where it goes with these sort of like 
lesser but mostly interesting blacklisters. But I think that season three was great um, when when Lizzie and Red were on the run together. And then I think they ended that at the right time. It, you know, it didn't go on too long. And I like Red and Lizzie being at odds with each other. Yeah. Because I think when Lizzie becomes the most frustrating is when she, you know, in my, in my recap this week, I talked about how she at one point last season, you know, referenced that him telling her that her mother was dead and her finding out that she perhaps wasn't was unforgivable. And then she proceeded to work with him for like weeks after that, her fluctuation on how she feels about him can be frustrating. And I, however, that's what I talked about with the empathy. I understand because she's just someone who wants answers and there are only so many people who can give them to her. And I do think they've done a good job of kind of, kind of making that a little more understandable. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, the, a lot of the promo points of this was about, you know, this week's blacklister is the blackest blacklister ever. And I think that we've gotten, kind of gotten away from the, the blacklister being the, the main plot point of each plot driving thing or who's the celebrity blacklister we've gotten into really caring about this, the story. And, you know, I, I, I think that we really had, were frustrated with the idea of, of, of Lizzie and Red being at odds here because it just seemed to be like more along the lines of this guy's here to protect you, Lizzie, come on, you know, but I do agree as, as a, as a way to drive story, I've, I've come around to think, and I think this, this shows it best when they are kind of not on the same team, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We're going to get into predictions in a second, but I do have a question from, from India from, I'm going to do this. Let me see. I'm going to get this right. <laughs> from Engshuparia Saha. Engshuparia Saha. It's got to be close. Anyway, um, yeah, just slow. She's, sure, she wanted sure to ask you, Jody. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about the 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 uh, the picture uh, that the drawing that Liz found in the palace? You said that Red found the same drawing in Katarina's trunk, but uh, but in Masha's was not written. I, I, I think she's saying. I, I think what 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 what's being asked is is there a discrepancy between the drawing that she found in the palace and what Red found in the trunk, and is, is there a difference there? Could that be a clue as to uh, you know, Kirk falsifying evidence. Oh man, it absolutely could be, but that is expecting, um, that is perhaps perceiving me as a better recapper than I am. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I remember him finding that drawing in Katarina's trunk at her father's house, but I, I don't, it was a drawing of a family. There yeah. was a fourth person in I that think... drawing, wasn't there? Yeah, see. Jody, you're supposed to be going over stuff like the Sapruta film. You're supposed to be frame by frame. I know. <laughs> Committed to memory. Committed, like going over stuff. Like have these things. I did, I did watch Kaplan's um, shooting in slow motion to see if there was any, uh, you know, any conspiracy theory trickery in there. Unfortunately, I did not freeze frame the drawing. Right. I was so, you know, that, that scene moved fast. And then once yeah. you get into repressed memories, forget, forget all about the drawing. But I'll look. I'll look into it. Well, someone online should put together the supercut of all of the flashbacks, all of the, yeah. <laughs> the all, all the flashbacks, all the clues of, of of Masha's past into some like supercut online. You know, someone should. do And that, all I could think was like, oh, poor sweet Elizabeth Keene. Like this guy who says he's her dad has literally just told her like, oh, those are the memories of a child. They're not to be trusted. And then she has like yet another flashback that afterwards she's like, ah. 
Yes, yeah. that was a point I was trying to make a little bit earlier. What are the memories that we do trust? Yeah. You know, the points that she makes, you know, I remember shooting my father. I remember the fire. We see the scar on her wrist when she's going down memory lane. And then we also have to remember that. That bird um, bunny that she was toting around. Yes, the bunny. Her. And that, that Red's back is covered in burn scars as yeah. well. So though something happened, obviously the fire was just not a flippant memory that someone implanted in her. There's physical evidence. Yeah, I mean, mm. Joseph Ortiz asked did Liz get a memory wipe as a child. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know, man. But we're, but unfortunately, I mean, we are we are we are running out of time. Uh oh, what happened there? Oh, that was no. it. Is that our out of time beep? No, <laughs> we're gonna explain. It's very no. light. It's Cut the red wire, Joe. It's going to light. I'm playing right now. Ah, red wire, blue wire. Uh, no, but uh, let, let's actually, uh, we're going to get into a segment here, Joe, we call Predictions. We're going to drop for it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Ooh, ooh, the pink. I'm having a freaking seizure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jody, we'll let you go last, uh, but we're going to go through. Uh, Joe, what are your predictions for next week, if for, not? Oh, for next week? Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, Kaplan is not dead yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, I think that I think this calls into question a lot about Red's organization, because to me, there are certain pillars in your organization, and Kaplan was one of them. Um, I think that Red is going to be a little off the rails, a little unhinged. I think this is going to cause Dembe to maybe look over his shoulder a little bit, because if Kaplan can get whackified, well, Dembe. so can Dembe. Dembe ain't making no mistakes, though. Mm-hmm. Dembe, well, he hasn't Dembe screwed is not up. making no mistakes. But um, and what about uh, Chris Christopherson? I don't know, but he. Boz. If he I don't Boz. know. If, I don't know if Chris Christopherson is going to have as much reaction. Yeah. Do I have to call him Boz? I like I mean, Chris Christopherson. I like a lot better. Chris Christopherson too. Um, but uh, but I think it's going to really mess with Red. I think he's not going to function at the level he was functioning at before. It, it, it does beg the question of like you know Red's world is already so small and so many people he can't trust. He lives in a world he has like a handful of people. You know old, old uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman's gone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Kaplan's gone. Presumably he's got Dembe. Whatever happened to my man uh, uh, from um, the pilot. Uh, the dude from oh, that was a million from, years ago oh, from yeah. Breaking Bad, yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. Uh, who we had who, on the show, who we had on the show, who didn't quite make it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, uh, yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think that it will send him into some sort of different mental state than we're used to seeing him. And I am interested to see how Dembe reacts. Um, I think in a search for answers, I think that Liz is going to track down um, what was her name? Ah, uh, Katya. Okay. who's been running the Summer Palace, yeah. who's, who's been there since a child, whose yeah. mother ran the Summer Palace. I think she has, I think we'll see her again. I think she has a lot of answers. Yeah. Well, that Katya, not, not, not hard on the eyes. No, she ain't ugly. She's, yeah, I like her. <laughs> uh, not that that matters, I'm just saying. <laughs> matters to her. Uh, you know, I don't have a, you know, a prediction I don't, but I just have a question. Where the F is where is Spagnus? Don't know. I think Jody even asked that question. Where the f is Spagnus? Yeah. Well, Tom's gonna Who's find got out. Spagnus of God. And, and I, I, but I, I'm still it's very. Still it's my favorite. It still cracks me up. I'm so very. But I'm very curious. Is it the Tom piece? We still have to figure out how Tom and Lizzie split so she can go off to Blacklist: Cold and Redemption. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't. I'm so curious about how that happens. I have no idea. I have no predictions whatsoever. That's all. That's how thorough of a recap. Good right job, uh, Jody. Can you clean up for me? And then do you have any? Do you have any predictions? Always give me such shit. <laughs> um, I guess you know all my predictions are just questions, okay. but I'm very. I think coming soon is the real clash between Red and Kirk because correct me if I'm wrong, but has has Red laid eyes on Kirk? 
they, oh. there's that two-way mirror scene. What the something that I found the most interesting in these last two episodes is that Red calls him Constantine yeah. in that two-way mirror scene, which seems to sort of confirm to me that's like, oh, that's confirmation that this is Constantine Rostov. Red calls him that. That's her dad. That's her dad's name. But he wasn't actually looking at him. So I think in the near future is coming that face-off where we really find what find out what Red thinks of. Alexander Kirk slash Constantine, and also how Katarina plays into this because the show or the characters seem to have a bit of amnesia about if Katarina is dead, what's her current status, where she is. We she don't know. pretty distracted by the dad aspect and forget about the mom aspect. When Lizzie's memory this, this week, whether it totally plays in with the other memories or not, it does prove that it is a true memory because she digs up that box. Right. And I think that Katarina is going to have a large part to play in in what we find out the truth is about Alexander Kirk. So you think she may be alive? Or we don't know? Unclear, right? Unclear. Well, last we saw, I mean, and Kate May, if we're going to take that as fact or not, we saw her walk into the ocean. Let's go for a swim. She went first one. You're right. right. But yeah. we know that that's what Red believes yes. happened to her. But there are people out there who refute this truly the last that was seen of her. Okay. And you're right. You know, he hasn't laid eyes on Alexander Kirk. And he could, like, point. he could, you know, put his eyes on him and be like, hello, Red. And like, hello, oh. not Constantine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, hello, Fred Wait. Jones. What? Ooh. Anyway, that's right. true. Well, uh-huh. well, uh, I think that that's it for uh, for us. But be, I, I do want to thank you very much, Jody, for coming on and, and and rapping with us. And we hope that you find time. I mean, you can come back anytime. Come back next week. Come back every week. We love to hear from you. Um, and you, you can be our fourth panelist if you want. But uh, but we'll, we'll definitely be keep keep reading you and invite you back whenever you have time to come chat with us. Um, thanks so much, guys. Great thanks, Jody Walker. Thank you, Jody. Wait, so nice to talk where, to you. You want to say where you know where can the folks find your column and where, where can they find you on Twitter? I mean, absolutely. Um, I write about the blacklist at ew.com. You can find me being pretty inactive on Twitter at at the Jody Walker, J O D I Walker. Um, and yeah, you can find me writing about TV all over the internet. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that's it for us too, guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jeff Flippo, I'm so happy to have you back. It's so, it's so nice to be here with Um, you. But I will say thank you guys for joining us uh, in the chat room and online. All you guys, Todd CR and Watson and Joseph Ortiz and, um, person from India whose name I keep almost butchering. (laughs) I won't try it. Uh, Saha, (laughs) Saha. Uh, you should phonetically send that to me so I can get it right. Uh, thank you for all of us joining us and for listening on iTunes. Um, if you are listening on iTunes, please uh, rate us. We, we, it helps people find us. helps us get sort of ranked in, the, in, the, in all the other Blacklist podcasts, which we are very competitive against. Are there many? There are not many more. Anyway. But thanks again, Joe. Where can the kids find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Filippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And uh, that's that's it. Okay. <laughs> Julia, where can the kids find uh, you? Twitter and Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Oh, and you made me do Snapchat, but I don't know how it works. I haven't done a single thing. I, I also have a Snapchat, but I don't touch it. Does, it. Kind of plug? You, know, you guys, ninety years old. <laughs> yeah. I think I friended all my daughter's friends by accident. I don't even know how right. to friend anyone. Anyways, guys, I'm there, so follow me. And if you do, maybe I'll learn how to use it. You can find me <laughs> on Snapchat at JK Braz and on Instagram and Twitter at JK Braz. Well, uh, I do know how to use those things. <laughs> well, because I'm a teachable moment. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will see you all next week. Bye. I actually- 
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.